Hey, what's happening, good people, and welcome to the Beard Always Wins podcast. It's a movement, it's a lifestyle, but more importantly, it's a podcast and hosted by me, your boy, Armand Rashad. And listen, I have a very, very, very special episode for you guys tonight. I'm going to give you a chance to win some free stuff. I really am. I, I promise you. And it's something that you can use. I love to to support, you know, small businesses, franchises. And guess what? I got a little sponsorship from one of them. So, hear me out. I'm going to give you a chance to win a one-hour photo shoot with my Zell Williams Jr. videography and photography. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. It's really, really simple. All you have to do is go on Facebook, like Mizell Williams Jr. Videography and Photography. I'm going to have to talk to him about maybe shorting that up. But um, like it, and then I have a question for you. And all you have to do is answer the question. And when you answer the question, do one. all you have to do is one other thing. The third thing, screenshot, screenshot, the beard always wins. New episode up, share it. And then send me, DM me the answer to the question. Or you can just share it with, no, DM me the, the answer to the question. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so you'll get a chance to win a one-hour photo shoot by one of the best photographers both sides of the Mississippi. That's Mazel Williams Jr., my friend, and I, I want to support him. He's supporting the podcast. He's supporting the movement, and it's a lifestyle. In fact... Me and my family, we're going to book Mizell to take our family portraits. That's something that we're going to do. And it's got to talk, talk to my wife first. But that's something that we that I plan on doing. And, yeah, so Mizell Williams Videography and Photography. Find him on Facebook. Like the like his um, that group. So you'll start following and getting the notifications. You can also check out some of his work. And then all you got to do is answer the question. And when you answer the question, all you got to do is it's simple, really simple. Share my status and then DM me your answer. It's really easy to do. Really easy to do. So um with that being said, you know, after you go from awesome cuts, you got your haircut, guess what? Call myself so he can immortalize that that haircut for you. Now also um you know quick shout out to Tanny Sweet Empire. That's Tanny's underscore sweet empire. On Facebook, excuse me, on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as a more Janelle. Um, so, ladies, if you want your, when you photo shoot, guess what? You might not want to get your hair done, don't have the money to get your hair done. Well, all you have to do is just look up a more Janelle, A A M O U R underscore Janelle on Instagram, and then guess what? Get your makeup done by Dorn Yen. For your photo shoot, I'm telling you, who, who who hasn't wanted to take a photo shoot? Who hasn't wanted to do a photo shoot? And guess what? It's free. One hour long photo shoot with Mazel Williams, Junior Videography and Photography. We got to shorten that up. That's a lot for me to say. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being patient with me. I can't even lie. This week has been kind of exhausting, to say the least. But I'm still back at it. And I really wanted to finalize a couple things before I came out with this episode. But in a way, I'm glad. I'm really glad that I waited. Because, man, Jaquez hit me up. He sent me uh, a link to the Deadpool 2 trailer. And, man, 
listen, I know last week I said I'm not that excited about the Deadpool movie, but now I kind of am. I won't even lie to you, I am. And mainly because, well, it's X-Force. Now, here's the thing. They're going to introduce us to X-Force, but this is not the real X-Force. It's not. It's not. Listen, the original X-Force were the New Mutants, and the New Mutants were the third generation of mutants in the Xavier Institute. And they left, and then they were led by, I guess in this movie, the villain, Cable, who's really a good guy, and Deadpool's more the villain. But anyway, it's a Deadpool 2 movie. Uh, but yeah, nevertheless, he led them, and yeah, you just go down to Awesome, excuse me, not Awesome Cuts, just still go to Awesome Cuts, but go down to Cool Comics, and ask for the New Mutants, X-Force paperbacks, Andre will hook you up. But yeah, so the trailer looks great. The trailer looks amazing. I don't know who the who who's the kid they want to kill, but uh, you get to see Domino, um, teenage nigga, silent warhead girl, of course Cable, Deadpool. I think Terry Crews is in this movie. I'm gonna have to go check the credits, but it looked a lot like Terry Crews. Um, and yeah, Domino's in here. Now Domino is one of those characters that's really closely associated with Cable. And her being with Deadpool, I don't know. I just I'm just go check the movie out. But when he sent me that, uh, the one thing I thought about when Jacquez sent me that link, the one thing I thought about was, man, why are why is the DC movie DC Extended Universe or DC movies? How come they don't perform as well as the Marvel movies? Because let's face it. I mean, let's look at the DC movies. You had The Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, which I like, except for the whole Martha part. And you had Wonder Woman, Justice League, and that's followed up by Aquaman. Should be coming out later. Now, from my opinion, all of these movies, with the exception of Wonder Woman, was lackluster at best. I mean, they were good movies. They're okay to watch. But nothing too groundbreaking. And then you follow it up with Aquaman. I don't know what Aquaman is going to be. Jason Momoa, you know, I don't know. Is he a good enough actor to, you know, keep it? I mean, as Kyle Drogo, he didn't have to speak too much um, in Game of Thrones. So who knows? But, you know, I wanted to see it. Hopefully they're sticking closer to the Aquaman in the comics because Aquaman in the comics is like he has a... Arthur Curry has a good story in the in the comics. And but that goes on to say, like, you know, you look at the Marvel movies, and I'm just talking about recently, and I'm excluding the X-Men universe because that has its problems. And I'm excluding the Fantastic Four because that has its problems. But just so looking at the MCU, you know, from Iron Man to Incredible Hulk to Thor to Ant-Man to Captain America. You know, the uh, Avengers movies to Black Panther. Who, by the way, I told you guys, Black Panther would be the biggest Marvel movie to date. And it is. It is over, well over, I think it's at like $1.3 billion right now. And over close to $700 million in the United States. And I said it. I predicted it. And in fact, I had my Wakanda Forever shirt on. Uh... Yeah, right now as I'm speaking, as I'm recording this, what kind of film, T'Challa, but um, but yeah, but when we look at the 
the two universes like just looking at those like those movies were they were good and they led into one another they, like it, it was a universe you could the world building and i think that's what what dc is lacking and but it was the world the world building and that the avengers that all those the avengers and thor and hulk oh and he, oh, i forgot about doctor strange uh, but you know it's the world building they're building this world and guardians of the galaxy how did i forget that but they're building a world a universe that's closely connected and intertwined now with that being said i mean is there, is there are there faults in the movie yeah like the scarlet witch and quicksilver thing you know but that was done for legal purposes but yeah there are faults in in the marvel movies but let's just shift back to the dc you know i mean other than the dark knight trilogy um and wonder woman dc movies have been like i said lackluster at best now i think they missed a golden opportunity with the green lantern and the green lantern who's ryan reynolds uh ironically is not playing deadpool in the marvel universe but they miss an opportunity because see the green lantern in itself the green lantern core which is what they actually were attempting to do like i said i just didn't like the villain um the constructs were a little goofy look but still you know they were attempting to do it and they were actually staying kind of close to the green lantern origin story a little tweaking here and there you would have had a great movie that would have expanded the dc extended universe it would have it would have made movies like man of steel um batman v superman justice league a little bit better because like even the oh yeah and i forgot about the suicide squad i didn't really like suicide squad that much but that's another story but it could have expanded that universe because the the Green Lantern Corps, pretty much the police officers of the universe, they're signed to a sector. Um, you know, you got Hal Jordan. You know, uh, man, I, my mind just went blank. <laughs> my mind just went blank on uh, the Green Lanterns. Guy Gardner, um, John Stewart, you know, Kilowog. You know, you, you have all these Green Lanterns that signed as different sectors. And they even have a couple of new ones now. Uh, but yet and still, they missed an opportunity with the Green Lantern Corps to expand that universe. Now they're trying to redo it again. and But just imagine the Green Lantern Corps is out there. They're talking about the universe and everything. And the Green Lantern could have been a part of the Justice League. Totally could have been a part of it if they had to told the story right. But they just go with the show. And I the differences between the two universes and here's the main thing in my opinion so the way dc was set up when it was originated like i'm talking about like way way before i was born my wife would probably say you was there but nevertheless way before i was born um like in the 60s to 20s you know you had superman and superman was their flagship character now here's the thing about superman superman is like amazingly op He's like super OP. Depending on who's writing him, he's like really super OP. Like, he can't die. Um, but the way they wrote the stories was that there was a villain. It was just going to be, is Superman going to be able to save him in time? That's what it was. 
Lex Luthor going to jail all the time. You know, that's what it was. It wasn't until like the 80s that the stories really started to get more complex, a little more darker. Um, in fact, like Superman had waned in popularity, which is why they killed him with Doomsday. And even, and that's another thing. And this is why, and this is why I say the continuity is super duper important. Super duper important. So, just imagine in Batman v Superman. Just imagine if they didn't have Doomsday show up. I know they needed a credible threat to bring in Wonder Woman, but just imagine if they had a held off Doomsday. In fact, just imagine if they didn't kill General Zod and somehow General Zod escapes from the negative zone. Whole nother story. Whole lot. Of, but just imagine if they did that. And then in the Justice League, maybe have, maybe, maybe even hold off on the Justice League. But just have at the end of Batman v Superman, the superheroes come together to defeat General Zod. Just imagine if that would have happened or if that would have played out. Now you got a better story to tell. Because I'm going to tell you now, Doomsday ran through the entirety of the Justice League. Uh, minus, you know, uh, the most popular Justice League members weren't there. But. He ran through them. I mean, he ran through the Justice League. And it wasn't even close. I mean, like, but just imagine if that's the setup they would have used and the premise they would have used. And then when they did make the Justice League, they have a more credible threat than this. Who's the villain in, in the Justice League? Exactly. Nobody remembers his name because he's not a relevant villain. But when you have villains that Superman has, like, of course, Doomsday. Um, dark side, you have, Jeremy Zod is actually a credible villain, Cyborg, Superman, uh, you have, uh, Missile, I can't say his name, um, he's another OP character, but you have these villains, right, you have these villains that they could have used, and they just squandered the opportunity, if you ask me, but that goes back, like I said, when they... DC Comics back in the day was really, they had the villain of the week. Can Superman save him? Can Green Lantern save him? Can Batman save him? And it wasn't until the early 80s that the story started to get more dark. I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but I'm bringing it back. That the story started to get a little more darker and a little more related, relatable. But Marvel, on the other hand, they had, they already were established as not the villain of the week, but an ongoing issue. Which is why, like, the X-Men were so popular. You know, they were outcasts. The mutants were outcasts. And so, guess what? People were able to relate to them. So, now you can make a movie that people are able to relate to. Tony Stark, Iron Man, he was an alcoholic. You know, Captain America, hey, he's been frozen. He wakes up. He doesn't know the what, what time period he's in. And so, he's adjusting to that. You know, and you can, hey, Bucky Barnes, no, he didn't die. He survived. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, they are, it is what it is. You got Doctor Strange, a doctor that loses his hands. He, you know, he, he's a surgeon. He can't use his hands no more. And he's overcoming that. So, But you had all these real-life conflicts that really resonated with the reader. And so, therefore, you were able to make a story that resonates with 
the viewers, the people who are going to buy it. And so the reason why the people go and in droves, they went in droves to go see the Black Panther, was because they knew that the Black Panther plays a bigger part. You know, Wakanda is going to play a bigger part in the upcoming movies. It's setting up the movies. Like, each movie sets up another. And that's where the DC, and that is why the DC Extended Universe has failed. Has failed miserably. That's why it's failed. Now, Wonder Woman was a success. I mean, they've all made money, but not the kind of money that they wanted to make. And DC right now is playing catch-up. Now, I'll be the one to be the first one to tell you that, as far as the comics go, DC, had, right now, it's, it's a lot better than what Marvel has going on. Marvel, has Marvel. if you ask me, they're twiddling their thumb, they're grinding the gears, and there's no progress being made. In the Marvel storylines. But DC on the other hand. With the Doomsday Clock. I mean. That's the Doomsday Clock alone. And I've been talking about this for. Since I've been doing this podcast. Doomsday Clock alone. Is worth the read. I'm telling you. Like. DC is crushing it. In the books. And and I don't know why they can't. Just use. Listen you got a storyboard already. It's like almost. 80 years of comics. Everybody knows who Superman is. You don't have to tell his origin story. Everybody knows who Batman is. You don't have to tell the origin story. Wonder Woman? Probably would probably had to tell the origin story. Aquaman? Yeah. Flash? Yeah. You're going to have to tell his origin stories. But then again, you don't really have to tell Flash's origin story. He has a TV show. And that's another place where DC is actually winning. It's in the DC. It's in the TVs. TV show. I'll be honest. I like Smallville. I like Smallville. I like Supergirl. Well, no, not really. Didn't really watch Supergirl, but Green Arrow, The Flash. Man, I like. I liked it better than Jessica Jones. I liked it better than Defenders. I liked it better than Iron Fist. But it's not. It's, it didn't beat Luke Cage. Luke Cage is amazing. In fact, I think I like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage a little bit better than the um, Justice League. Not Justice League, but the Flash and Green Arrow. But on the flip side of the thing, Black Lightning is actually really good on CW. So that's where they're able to make their mark. And hopefully, hopefully, they can get it together. Because I'll tell you right now, Batman v Superman, the Man of Steel, the Justice League, they were lackluster at best. We'll see what Aquaman brings us, but I'm not too sold on it. And Wonder Woman was a great movie. It was kind of Captain America-ish, but a really, really great movie. Now, um, when I think about, like I said, Deadpool 2, I think about it. I'm not that excited about it, but I still want to go see it. It's, and then my reason for not being excited about it, it's a continuity. Like, man, all you have to do is just stick to the original script. Stick to the original script, and you will be okay. I think they could have found a better... A better um, villain than Cable. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Which leads me to the story. Not the story, but the question. So, are you ready for it? This is a trivia question. Right? Who are... It's a two-part question. What is Cable's name? The Marvel character Cable. What is his name? And who are his parents? Two-part question. 
All you got to do is like Mazel Williams Jr. Videography and Photography. Then, you know what? Yeah, just share the status that I put up. Whether you share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Whether you share it, just share it. Oh, let let know the podcast is available. And then just hit me up with your answer. In the DM, instant message, however you're going to do it. Hit me up and you'll get entered to the drawing and you get a chance to win. So the question is, what is Cable's name and who who are his parents? That's the question. Now, with that being said, I, listen, I could talk about, that's 20 minutes of me talking, probably like 15 minutes of me just talking about comic book stuff. You can tell I'm a real big comic book junkie. But I also love boxing. And before I get into boxing, listen, Georgia has started spring practice. Um, now, Divide Wilson, four-star, towards ACL. He's a cornerback. That's Big Bo. Divide Wilson was going to contribute this year. He was going to contribute. I know he was. Whether it, he was actually playing the star position or special team, he was going to contribute this year. But you still got Tyson Campbell, the five-star, coming from American Heritage. And I think Tyson Campbell's going to be okay. I think George is going to be okay. Now, um, the one thing I will say, as I'm looking at the clips, that they're showing a lot of um, passion. I think George is going to try to air it out a little bit more. You know, not having Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle back there. But, you know, like I said, you still got Swift and Harry and Holyfield. You got Cook coming in and um, Zamir White, you know, the five-star running back who tore the ACL before he got to Georgia. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm excited. In fact, me, my son, my brother-in-law, and my father-in-law, we're going to G-Day. We'll be at, we will be at G-Day on April 21st. That's where we'll be at. Um, watching the game with 93,000 of our closest friends will be at G-Day. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Oh, also, so, now, moving move around along basketball. I was, I was watching first things first with Chris Carter and Nick Wright. I think that's his name. And I'll be honest, like, honestly, Fox Sports 1 is a lot better than ESPN right now. You know, they shouldn't have fired Jamil Hill to the left. Uh, Michael Smith, they should have left him, but that's another discussion. But I was watching it, and there, for some odd reason, there's always this debate between Kobe Bryant, who's the best, Michael or Kobe, Michael or LeBron, LeBron or Kobe, LeBron or Michael, you know, Dr. J. You know, they always compare it. Listen, it's like comparing apples to oranges. You just can't do it. Like, I'm at the end of the day, LeBron James. For all it's worth. And I'm not a real big, huge LeBron James fan. Ryan is, but I'm not a real big, huge fan. I'm a fan. I appreciate LeBron James. LeBron James is going to go down as one of the greatest players on and off the court to ever, to ever touch a National Basketball Association court. Regardless of how many finals he goes to from here on out, how many he wins, how many he loses, he's going to be one of the greatest. And I'm not going to say the greatest, but he's going to be one of the greatest. And listen, I love Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan, but LeBron has done more 
for his community for the communities. I mean, off the court than Michael Jordan, and I know Michael Jordan is the owner. I salute him, but LeBron James has it's like he's part he's a part time activist, a part time activist. That's LeBron James, and so his greatest contribution to the sport of basketball will be what he's doing. You know, with his platform, whether regardless whatever the social injustice is, he's speaking out about it. But Michael Jordan has stayed silent. Now I won't lie, Michael Jordan's shoes have looked better than LeBron's. But I do own a couple pair of LeBron's, but nevertheless, um, Michael Jordan did go six for six. I get it. I think Michael Jordan probably, you know, as far as you know, he's always going to be considered the GOAT, the greatest of all time. He transcended, transcended the game. He brought it to another level. Um, and because of Michael Jordan, players are getting paid more than they ever have been. But even today, now because of LeBron James, players are have more controls over their careers. They're getting more money. And LeBron James is using his... Excuse me. Trying not to sneeze, but LeBron James is using his platform to fight against social injustices. And that's the one thing I have to salute LeBron James for. So salute to the king. All hail the king. Uh, LeBron James. So last topic. Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. That big fight in May um, that was fought to a draw. Might be in jeopardy. You see Canelo, he tested positive for clenbuterol. And see now. If you didn't know what clenbuterol is, which I had no idea either, but clenbuterol is really used for a decongestant uh, for asthma. People suffer from asthma. It how's it work? It really just increases the aerobic capacity, central nervous system stimulation, blood pressure, and oxygen transportation. It increases the rate at which body fat metabolizes while increasing the blood metabolic rate. I'm reading this too. Or which is the rate energy is expended per unit in time, and is often used by bodybuilders during weight cutting cycles. And Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan have both said they use this for weight loss. Weight loss. So what does this mean? He tested Canelo tested positive positive for this steroid, or you know whatever you're gonna consider it as. Now this medicine, whatever he's you know when he's taking this, it gives him a clear advantage. And I understand why, because I've been watching Canelo fight for a long time. He gasses in the later rounds. He gasses. He gasses in the later rounds. Um, but nevertheless, if this is what he's taking, yeah, he has a clear advantage if he's using this product. Not if, he's using the product. So Nevada's Athletic State Commission, something like that. They need to get this right. If I was Triple G, I would withdraw from the fight. I would withdraw from the fight. And I would sue Golden Boy. That's what I would do. And I would go fight Charlo or somebody else. I would not fight Canelo Alvarez. And here's the reason why. Listen. And baseball users. And listen, baseball just got on board with this, but... 
in baseball, they're handing out 50 game suspensions, which is a third of the year. <sighs> One third of the games. Baseball to play 180 games. 50 game suspensions. Not one, not two, but three, three players. They've banned cyclists and swimmers and everything else from it. Boxing needs to get on board. Now, Canelo was saying that it is tainted me. But here's the thing. Maybe Mexico, but in the FDA, any there is no, no animals that are being bred for consumption. That sounds savage, I know. But no animals are being bred for consumption uh, that are given clenbuterol. They're banned from the United States. And they're banned for a reason. Now, maybe he ate the tainted meat from Mexico. But I kind of don't agree with it. Because you have professional trainers. You have professional dietitians who should be getting a boxer like Canelo Alvarez. Who's one of the top draws in the sport. He should be getting the best of the best when it comes to food. And you got this... Almost a billion dollar corporation and Golden Boy backing you and HBO backing you. He should be getting the best. So, in my opinion, Canelo Alvarez should be suspended. The fight should be called off. And Triple G should just find another dance partner. I know he's not going to make as much money, but guess what? Like LeBron James is doing with his platform, Triple G lead the charge. Do it on yours. It's an injustice. Make the right stand. So with that being said, good people, I just want to thank you all for listening. Remember, you got a chance to go in um, a one-hour-long photo shoot with Mizell Williams Jr. Videography and photography. Look that up on Facebook, the entire thing. Um, and all you have to do is just answer the question. Retweet my status. Inbox me the question. The answer to the question, when the question is, who, what is Cable's real name, and who are his parents? If you're able to do that, you got a chance to win a one-hour photo shoot with one of the best photographers, both sides of the Mississippi, my good friend, friend of the podcast, friend of the show, Mazel Williams Jr. Listen, guys, it's been fun. I want to thank you all for listening, and also... Before I go, got to give you some words of encouragement. Got to give you some words of encouragement. So listen, no matter how rough it gets, no matter how bad it gets, regardless of what the situation is, praise your way through it. When I'm saying praise your way through it, I'm telling you, hey, be thankful for the good. Thank, be thankful for everything that you got and everything that you don't have. Praise your way through everything, and you'll be okay. Let everything that have breath Give him praise. Psalms 150. That's the best advice I can give you. And with that being said, thanks for being the best part of the Beard Always Wins podcast. You, the listener. My name is Armand Rashad. And as always, may the force be with you. May the odds always be in your favor. Stay golden, pony boy. Wakanda forever. And go dogs. This is your boy Armand Rashad signing off. The Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle, but more importantly, it's a podcast. Peace out.